Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And welcome to another episode of Superfan Chats, the show where we generally just talk about all the superfan stuff regarding no small roles. And this time we're having a very chill time. We're very much relying on the side quests of no small roles as we're looking from episodes 44 to 47. Have you ever listened to those yet? Please do listen to them before you listen to this because spoilers and we don't like spoilers here. And oh, look, the superfans. Here I am joined by <laughs> superfan Sam and superfan Pippa. Hello there, guys. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey. And thank you to you, Lord Crumpet. That was a good command. Thank you. <laughs> it is I, the Lord Crumpet, returned once again with my crumpety goodness. <laughs> We're here to support you. <laughs> oh, you said about it being kind of a nice, relaxing one. It was a nice return to silliness. Mm. It's been very serious for a long time, and it was kind of nice to hear everyone playing around and being walruses and eating sausages. It was great. <laughs> oh, honest. I think we just needed it. I think our last super fan chat was so, like questioning the character's motivations. Do we trust characters anymore? Yeah. What's going to happen now? <laughs> it's just nice to be like, okay, so how did they do eating those sausages? So who threw up first? What does that mean for the team? Like, <laughs> that's just great. I'm here for this. <laughs> I know. I can't wait to cover that one. Yeah, there's a little bit of that, like, inky do you think he's evil <laughs> um, mm. kind of floating about in these. But it was less or so. Like, the last one was so, is Enkidu now a complete machine? Uh, and how do we feel about this in the grander journey and kings and king like you know fifty thousand mm-hmm. golems as well? Yeah, it's kind of nice to shrug that off a little bit. But I'm sure David has plans in the works. David always has plans. Sausage takeover. He always does, and he's just very sneaky. So I'm not I'm not ready for this because <laughs> I know he's going to lure us in. Mm-hmm. He's going to lure us in with all this lovely. Oh look, the twin tide tournament. Oh, it's so innocent. <laughs> and then something's going to happen. Oh yeah. And I'm I'm going to be there first. Like, sorry, no, you can't do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> Lulls into a false sense of security. The card before the card the. What is it? What's the calm. phrase? The st- calm before the storm. Jesus. The calm before the storm. Wow, there we go. The card we got before the storm. <laughs> Getting confused by Vicky's tarot cards. Could be a card. You never know. Shall I kick us off, guys? Yeah, go for it. Go on then. Off you go, Pippa. So, episode 44. Yes. This is a, a really nice, calm episode where the party have waved goodbye to Myra and Ferrisine and... We had that lovely touching scene in the previous episode with the invisible hug. Yeah, it was beautiful, wasn't it? It was so touching. It's an episode of messages, Mm. to be honest. It's an episode of messages and preparing for the road ahead. 
So there are messages going back and forth between Juna and Heron Ilwyn. Yeah, yeah. Which, very funny, just trying to cram enough words into the, the word limit. <laughs> yeah. And love from Juna. That was <laughs> a good moment. I love the whole idea of uh, they mentioned it being done on a Nokia 3310. Yeah, exactly. Uh, of sending. Yeah. I love that reference. Proper brick phone. Pressing yeah. multiple buttons to get yeah. the right letter. Because yeah. yeah, we all yeah, had yeah. one, didn't we? We all had one. Everybody had a Nokia. Yeah. The indestructible. I think I still got one. There's also the message from um, Gwen to her father using Oren's notebook, yeah. which we found out a few sort of nice little details about her family. And we also found out that her nickname from her family to her was Deli, which is really sweet. Deli. Yeah. That's really oh, nice. Deli. And she knows how to write small or it's a really big notebook. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> that was a long message. Very tiny It's just like an A3 notebook. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you're like, you're double, you know, putting two lines in the space of one line. Uh, I think it was very much that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. We've got Orin and Enkidu having a little nosy around the workshop again and using the silver sheets to make a slightly dodgy shield. Yeah. We've got the the wings thruple back together having a little snuggle on the sofa overnight. Oh, We've got that. it was really cute. <laughs> Such a cute moment. Yeah, I forgot too. Oh. And Orin very definitely not snuggling up with the wing thruple and finding a different corner to bed down in. Well he had all his schematics and everything, didn't he? He's got a, a dark vision visor or something oh yeah dark vision visor yeah plans for a dark vision mm-hmm. visor this is going to be cool very handy mm. and they all have their their long rest and kidu keeping watch on the rooftops and as he awakes and the sun rises we see this very menacing row of golems yeah. in the tree line and it's quite cool when he tries to speak to them he kind of sort of makes a connection but erida kind of steps in and interrupts him yeah she very quickly stops that <laughs> yeah 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 definitely um, it's made very clear that he needs to head south straight away. And then on their way out, they talk about thinking about some group names. And Orin comes up with the name, the Fate Marked Five. And they have a little chat about discussing what their cover is going to be going forwards, being tourists, rambling tourists. <laughs> and that's kind of the crux of the episode. So it's kind of mostly about, yeah, these messages, planning and the menacing golems that obviously they've not really left them behind just yet. Yeah, but it kind of yeah. it's kind of suggested that that ability is there, right? That mm. you could potentially reach out and communicate with them, potentially control them. It's just kind of if he's on board with Erida's plans. Yeah, perhaps as he gets more powerful. That would be a great plot twist. Just at the end, they all kill Erida and he just takes over the golem Ooh. army. Like, ah! yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God, I'm, I'm Erida yeah. now. I mean, um. this slightly worries me because we <laughs> talked last time about how... I mean, it was my little theory that as they get closer and closer to the throne, is he going to become less and less of himself? Yeah. You wonder, is there going to be a threshold he crosses where he's sort of proven himself that he is going to f- kind of carry out that prime directive mm. and he'll then be given access to those golems maybe in the future. That's a very good point. I mean, does it unnerve you that he already refers to it as the, the prime directive as well? Mm-hmm. That's how he yeah. first spoke about it to Erida. It's like, I, I will achieve the prime directive. It's yeah, it's, it's a little unnerving. I don't like it. <laughs> it was the only part, I think, of these last few episodes that you actually were like, oh, God, there's still that sort of sense that something yeah like don't, don't it is like them us. just yeah. hiding in the forest yeah. yeah like they just stood in the corner like everywhere they go just in the corner like watching them like something from a horror film do you yeah. know what i mean it kind of reminded me of of the the Dwayne fabulosa and his um his pursuer like yeah i, I can't uh, the revenant yes that mm. kind of yeah, yeah, aspect yeah. except 
if anything, this is scarier than a revenant because you know that there's 50,000 brothers behind them. Mm. Yes. It's not just the one. And they can literally like Google Maps wherever Enkidu is at any point in time. (laughs) (laughs) Just find his GPS. There he is. Oh, there we go. Find my Enkidu (laughs) setting. Track my phone. (laughs) Yeah, find my Enkidu app. I love it. They've just got every all the wings are up spread around. And they're like, oh, who are we looking for today? Just scrolling <laughs> through. Like, oh, what's the kitty doing? Oh, he checked in at a mm. sticky sausage. Well, wow. <laughs> he's in the sticky sausage. Oh, that fun. <laughs> this is the Facebook location thing, isn't it? Oh, checked in sticky sausage. All right, oh, have a nice time. <laughs> oh, check the TripAdvisor for that one. Oh, oh my god, that's incredible. Uh, my favourite revelation in this episode, though, was the the whole um, Vicky finding out that Jenny's not a gnome. Yes. Oh, that was, of course. That was big. <laughs> just been going along this whole track this whole time. Would we not have had as much of Jenny then if Vicky hadn't thought she was a gnome? Because every time she saw us, oh. oh yeah, you know, go chat to her or flower check her. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? That's probably half the reason why she spoke to us so much. Yeah. But she never yeah. mentioned it in previous episodes. Like I thought, oh, maybe if I like listen back. But she never actually said, oh, it's good to talk to a fellow gnome or it's good to talk to a... So she never brings it up. Yeah. So you just assume that Juna just loves Jenny yeah. just because she likes chatting. And I mean, that chat- is yeah. still very Juna. Yeah. And I mean, we we love Jenny because of it, right? You know, we, we kind of learned to love of the course. whole going back yeah. to her and just hearing the town's gossip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the yeah. idea that that maybe wouldn't have been as much of a thing if, if Vicky hadn't been fully seeking out this character. Aww. Yeah. I love these I love these kind of out of character moments that happen just every so often. Mm. I love the fact that they keep them in and we get to mm. hear the thought process behind it because it would be quite easy to go, right, well it's not actually relevant to this and blah blah blah. But it's lovely that we keep those those humorous misunderstandings in. Yeah. I think that one's up there for me and, and Chris's um I've got a thousand gold. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good moments. Gold is very hard to track in, in D&D games. It's like the last thing you think Particularly of. Particularly when you're playing with Chris. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> I know it's coming up in a in a couple of episodes time, but or, or maybe even next episode. Um mm. the the 250 gold that he gets and he still does not want to let the party know that he's got it. Nope. It's like a real begrudging, oh, some mysterious benefactor just gave me 250 gold pieces. And they're like, we know that's bullshit. Yeah. But but we have to play along. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. His charisma checks are just too high for them to be like, right, I'm calling you out on this. Yeah. So they just have to be like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> just move on. For all they know, maybe he does have a thousand gold. We He might be lying to us. We might not know everything about Gaius. I mean, we don't know <laughs> everything about Gaius. We know no, so no, little no. about Gaius. Turns out his mask is like laden with gold, like just laced <laughs> yeah. into it. And it's worth a thousand. So if he sells it, he's just, that's it. That's his fortune right there and there. Yep. Yeah. The underside of this is just diamond. Yeah. <laughs> all of the inside. Yeah, exactly. Just encrusted his underneath. His purple eye like, is like a diamond yep. and an amethyst. Yeah. Uh, inside it that would actually be pretty cool he just like pulls out an eye like I'm gonna sell it for the team <laughs> everyone's like ew ew put it back put it back oh man keep your diamonds yeah but yeah this whole gnome obsession I, I mean David might as well just just make the big bad of the campaign a gnome <laughs> and then Vicky's or Juna will inevitably lead them to it because they they found out about that other gnome uh, I wrote the name down I might have got it wrong Kieda Tagadon Professor yeah Kieda Tagadon yeah. is what I've got written down Kieda. yep but yeah, again, they mentioned that this guy's a gnome and all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, yeah, we ha- we definitely have to go see this guy. Yeah. Could be evil. Could be. We don't know. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. yeah. We're, still, we're still talking about how much we trust Heron Ilwyn, so... Yeah, mm, which is, we know probably less about Heron Ilwyn than we know about Gaius, which is troubling. Mm. 
Yeah. We're just generally quite untrustworthy people when it comes to this yeah. podcast. But yeah, I don't trust I, you. I think an experience bad. with Erida would probably do that. Yeah. yeah, that's very fair. We're traumatised, that's yeah. what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, which is why we need this grace period. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, mm. exactly. Um, I mean, Grace, as Gwen, kind of started this rebirth with this new campaign by literally changing her whole, whole outfit. Mm. Yes. Uh, she's gone for that kind of like lumberjack vibe, which I really love, and I kind of want to see yeah. some fan art. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah If yeah, I don't definitely. have time to do it myself, but kind of starting that transition from uh, Gwendolyn Rose to Carhilda, which she eventually becomes. Carhilda, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to uh, to talk about the next episode, uh, which was episode 45. Oh, look, the town. Oh, named. Oh, look, the town. <laughs> I'm so glad that he actually did that in the end. I know they talked about it, but it's so easy to forget those things when you're editing them week after week. <laughs> okay. Noticeable moments that I found in this one. Um I mean, we we gotta love David's ad libbing at the beginning when he came up with the the postcard oh, the salesman. Postcard. It was just like the wonderful oh, yeah. painted ones, and like they're a copper each, but one still gets stolen because people don't have money at the moment. Um, <laughs> I but I it. love that little just kind of like I've I've just imagined them. Yeah, yeah, they're down by the water. Yeah, there's a dragon in. This and Chris page. is utter delight at it as well. Chris yeah. is so happy. So, oh, yeah, can you trade my sweet. my one gold for one copper? It's counting yeah. out all these copper pieces. Um, yes, the the main crux of this episode, though, let's be honest, is about the tavern, um, which was delightfully brought up that it was Patreon-supported content. Yep. Uh, we all voted on this. Yep. Uh, I voted for Cocky, I think. Oh. Ah. But it came out Sticky Sausage and the Amazing Sausage Eating Contest. <gasps> oh, this was so much fun. <laughs> I mean, there was there was some other stuff. There was like the selling of the gold sheets. There was the um, the introduction to the Twain Tai Tea tournament, which I definitely want to chat about. Yes. Um, and there was, of course, this wanted poster uh, mm-hmm. for Gwendolyn. Yeah. Uh, Colin DeBarge has clearly not given up interest yet, and he's actively looking for her. So it's kind of good that she's started this transition to Carhilda and like. Yeah. The, the the coming up with the name things like oh I could be Dawn Thorn or Jenny Flower <laughs> and then eventually landing on why don't I call myself my actual name um, yeah. which I thought was kind of beautiful yeah that was nice yeah but yes I want to talk about sausages and the <laughs> fact that this group are now like they've they've got over this whole golem thing and now it's all just about what can I stomach yeah. uh, it was it was delightful I really 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 enjoyed this episode I was so rooting for them to win as well I was so rooting oh they were so it. close I was like come on because <laughs> they were so close but it is what it is unfortunately yeah those were some nasty sausages I did think there was a chance there was a bit of a chance they yeah. kind of there was a real they chance. all went in individually and i remember ben actually saying this this jumped out at me on on the second listen is that he says that his flash of genius can be applied to somebody else so if he'd done it on like enkidu or on juna Uh, they might have they might have beaten it but i mean you know it's hindsight is 2020 yeah hindsight's a wonderful thing isn't it yeah plus at the time i suppose it makes sense for all the characters to just focus on themselves yeah because they've all entered in individually like it's it's different obviously we'll discuss later but it's different with the twain tide tournament where it's just like everyone have a go mm-hmm. whereas with this one it's like we've paid money to do this we need to focus on like getting yeah. through ourselves yeah yeah and i really thought Inkidu would just boss it because he doesn't like I mean, have hunger yeah. i just I thought, thought he'd just like well. not have yeah. any taste buds and would just be like love Thump, thump. And then everyone would be like looking at him like, what on earth? He's a machine. And he's like, yes. No, no, no. And just keeps eating them. Ironically, if he'd have been given not such a, a kind of state-of-the-art body by the Wingthrups, he probably wouldn't have had taste buds in quite the same way. Yeah. It's because mm. he's been given such a realistic state-of-the-art body that everything works as perfectly as a real body has actually worked to his detriment maybe in this particular tournament. That's actually a very good point. Which, yeah, we're starting to learn. He's got abilities, but they're like, 
it's not that he can't do what humans do. It's just that he hasn't really got the desire to do those things now yeah. or, the, or the, the need for it. It's just, you know, whether he kind of feels like it, but he's still got taste mm-hmm. buds and stuff. But yeah, he rolled a 22 for that check, for that constitution save. In the final round, he rolled a 22, which means that somebody on this table was yeah, 24 exactly. above Yeah, kind of higher thing. than that. You know, to swallow two sausages, that must have been an actual 20. Uh, I, I can't see it being any other way. But yeah, we were kind of, we were introduced to people in this episode that, that didn't really have much of a part to play. We, we kind of met Cade a little bit more um, at the end because he <laughs> had, he was the one with the gruff voice that You'll explained have to do an about the, 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 the Tide Tea Tournament. Uh, it was, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was like very serious. <laughs> yeah, but we kind of met Rosie who yep. may turn up in the tournament later. This was the dwarf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure they're all going to come back. And... Yeah, we met Cade, and there was another one, uh, the, the one with the decorative sword, the half-orc. Ferian. Ferian, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that if they're continuing with the, the Twain Tide tournament religiously, you know, yeah. that we're going to meet these characters doing things they're later They're going to bump on. into them again, aren't they? Yeah, they were kind of like craftly introduced. Yeah, um, definitely. And then like pushed to one side. Dude's got that sword for a reason. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I just can't wait to see the other sort of people they tend to meet along the way for this tournament because you've got to be a specific kind of adventurer mm-hmm. if you're like, oh, yes, I want to collect spoons and win stuff to do with tea. <laughs> like, yes, absolutely. I'm so here for it. I mean, can you imagine if they were like, nah, you know, we've got a pressing engagement, we've got to do all of this. And I, I, I don't know whether it's like just the vibe of this particular episode doing a competition made them think like no actually we need a little bit more of this in the podcast like the whole idea of going out and collecting (laughs) even then like could you imagine david's put all this effort in and then they just like nah yeah no we're not gonna do this no no thanks designing the poster and just going nah we're fine we don't want to do this following us yeah (laughs) Yeah. do we really have time to go get some spoons Uh, (laughs) i think he'd actually cry pokemon inspired thing so yeah. good. Yeah. I love it. I'm so here for the names of these sausages as well. Yeah. What with, uh, the, We got the King's Mustard Bangers. Yep. Uh, which were like the re- yeah, oh, really... That actually made right me the start. physically gag. Because yeah. I hate mustard. <laughs> I hate mustard so much. I was listening to it and I went... What? <laughs> so bad. I was like, well, I'd have failed. First round, I'm done. Well, a lot of people did. Didn't half the bar go on the yeah. first yeah. sausage? Like those two that, that introduced uh, Cade and Ferian, they were like, nah, yeah, we're, they were we're like done. that. We're out. Oh, God. Rosie was taken down by the, the Crocat Shroom Dogs. Yeah. Yes, Such a great name. the Shroom Dogs. And then the final one, which obviously got Ben, uh, <laughs> was the Shrouded Pepper Pork. Mm. Shrouded I love pepper it. Pork. <laughs> so good. So good. Good names, good names. Mm. But it's funny because they actually sell shroom dogs. That's that's the veggie mm-hmm. alternative that you can get. So I was just like looking in my fridge like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, they're too spicy. Yeah, just get some really sour sauce to put on the top of them. <laughs> David must have had a lot of fun coming up with those, the, the yeah. names of the sausages and just, oh, I love it when that kind of thing happens, when you, you like change a band name to a fantasy band name. Yeah. Uh, love those stuff like that. Yeah. But yes, they are now on the competition road. 50 gold pieces to enter and then 500 for a win of this tournament. Yeah. Which guy just happens to find. <laughs> yes, I know. Mm-hmm. Comes up with that out of nowhere. <laughs> Could have used those gold sheets for crafting. I just felt God given us money. <laughs> Honestly. Although, when they first mentioned it and he was like, oh yeah, 250. Mm. I was thinking he meant two gold 50, which uh, for the longest time I was thinking <laughs> it was like 250. They're haggling for like 
a twentieth of a gold piece. Oh, I, I was I was slow there. I'm quite interested about his sword as well. His Geranian commander's sword. Yeah. Where he got that from? Mm. And he's not willing Appraised to part with it for a hundred gold. gold. Mm. Yeah. Even though he can't use it. Yeah, exactly. I know. I was gonna say he steals stuff everywhere. I'm like, when when the the gold sheets, like you said, came back up, I was just like, of course. Like I yeah. knew this would just be like something to sell, something to get rid of. Just like you know, yeah. Any opportunity to steal something, he will do it. He's a bit of a kleptomaniac in that sense. Yeah. Like, and just, then not tell like, anyone mm, about I it. I guess. Yeah. It's like he knows he knows the shame of it, but he does it anyway because it's in his nature. Mm-hmm. This is Chris just absolutely playing what's what's on his page down to a T yeah. and just sticking to it all times. Yeah. But it does get really frustrating when when they're like, oh man, you know, we need we've only got twelve gold or whatever, and we need to go get more money for this. And he's sitting there with two hundred and fifty <laughs> gold at this point and just like Oh man, I've got. I think he says he's got like fourteen goals. Oh, it's not enough. Yeah, We're gonna go and yeah. do stuff. Got to go again. Everyone outside of it's just like laughing because they know, but they like yeah. in game they've no idea, but so they can't comment. So well. Oh god. Yeah. Ugh. Hilarious. Um, but yeah, that kind of encapsulates this episode. But yeah, kind of rounding it off with this whole idea that, that Colin de Barge is definitely still out there, which we hear mm. a bit more about as we go forward. So I'm hoping maybe we'll turn up somewhere in this arc. Would be fun. Yeah. I mean, him combined with the characters that we heard more about in Gwen's letter with Laurel and her yes. brother and sister. Yeah. Was, like, I'm really looking forward to having more of, sort of Gwen's like extended family and her friends yeah. and Debarge. Yeah. Like how they're going to fit into story. Because you know they're coming at some point in the future. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see how that that all happens and how that all comes together. We, we know a bit more about Gwen's family now as well, don't we? we we've had other names. There's, there's we know, Prim, yeah. Dorian, uh, Kasula is the the trainer, I think, the one that, that tore in the way of decorum. Yeah, that's like a stepmother, I think. Yeah, the stepmom, yeah. Yeah. And there's also the name Laurel as well, was a, yeah, a new the name Laurel. which we haven't heard much mm. about. I think that's, is that the first time that's come up? Or? Uh, if it if it isn't, it's the first time it's mentioned in any detail. Mm. I, think, mm. I think it yeah. is... But I might be wrong. But look, probably in passing, I was going to say. Yeah, maybe, maybe. We're just going to have to put it in the notes for the next Superfan chat, so we'll talk about it then. Yeah, I'm just going to have to listen back to episodes 1 to 43, listening for the word Laurel. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, that's your mission. If you're listening to this now, exactly. I want you to hunt it down for Lord Crumpet, please. Thank you. Oh, God. So on to the next episode, episode 46, Roadside Experiments. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, this episode, they're catching up on four days' worth on the roads. There are more messages sent. Yeah, it's message fest. Yeah, message fest. <laughs> exactly. Message fest. <laughs> it's basically message fest. Gaius pissing off Enkidu. Juno becoming a walrus. <laughs> a battery exploding and injuring Orin. More messages and um, some tattoos at the end of it. They're, they're kind of the, the crux yeah. of these things. Yeah. So, oh, and our little cameo from Dwayne. Oh, my God. Oh, I was the little so Dwayne cameo. Which was fantastic. I was so excited. So the excited. The ting at the end oh, of, the, Jeremy. The ding yeah. of the team. And it was so is, well uh, set up as well. It was so well set up with sort of I'm Gwen so going, so I'd like to send this message. Here it is, blah, blah, blah. And then David just going, so I've got something to play you all. Oh, it was so just, good. It was so well set up. He did it a couple of times, didn't he? Because it was the almost preempting what what Juno was going to say to Gwendolyn's dad to to Papa Rose. Yes. Um, and for him to have a response, and like I say, it was kind of nice to uh, to get a feel of what this guy's like. Yeah. And him calling her Delhi as well. You know, yeah. like real kind of. Family vibes. Yeah, that was nice and reassuring, wasn't it? That it didn't come back and he was like super cross with her or anything like that. It was quite like, oh. 
nice family. It I was a good you. day for messages in Gwen's direction. Sorry, Carhilda's direction. Carhilda's direction. Carhilda, Carhilda. You missed an absolutely major point, which we have to come <gasps> to, which is that yes. we have found the birth of Abracalads. Yes, Abracalads. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. I've... The thing is, I've been waiting for this to happen since the picnic. They, they talked about yep. this. and We took the photo, which obviously came out at the, yep. at the right point after the episode came out. But I've been wondering for so long what this yeah. is in reference When's to. It coming? It's just basically When's it coming? them ribbing on Ben. And I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I want a T-shirt with the quote, don't make me make it a 34. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, those are my, my favourite moments. was mm. delightful Jeremy Cobb, Juna the Walrus and Abracalas are literally my three little bullet points that I've written at the bottom of my page. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I just, of all the creatures she could have been, why walrus? Oh. Walrus? Blame Chris. <laughs> well, yeah, because you know I mean? like Gaius shouted out and then was like, "I've never seen a walrus before." So yeah, yeah. And she was like, "Well, <laughs> here it is." <laughs> and then she just saw like a sad walrus yeah. as well, just this like walrus, sat with like the tusks yeah. down, like yeah. in the image of Colin DeBarge as walrus, <laughs> yeah, with his whiskers. <laughs> Mate, it was it was just a little bit silly that we needed, especially with the battery mm. stuff, because that was all a bit like, "Will it work? Will it mm-hmm. actually release an element?" Because I, I again. Again, cynical me i was like it's not nothing's gonna happen because it is at this point i was like you know with with the sort of trials in the sort of yeah yeah they've already been converted like, i, I want to call it an escape room but it's not an escape room but it looks like an escape mean. room <laughs> it was like that's all i can think of right now but in that room where they obviously converted all the animals yeah it was like once they're converted that is it that's so it. i was yeah. very doubtful of anything good to come of it but yeah at least they don't have it on their person now so yes it's not as volatile. yes and it could have gone a lot worse yeah this is this mm. is the main thing and the reason why they haven't released that flame one yet but um oh god oh yeah because that leads on to the wands right we got the, yeah we've the got all the, the experiments wands. with the wands as well mm. yeah which is very mm-hmm. handy and finding out that they can use those abilities and like, th- mm. there was a bit of me that kind of wanted them to tap into that a little bit more and see you know like juna was suggesting how low can you go because yeah. I, I wonder, Enkidu obviously uh, has a, he hits it always as, as, at his maximum, being a warlock, yeah. it's always his sure. maximum level spell. I do wonder if he was able to do that sigil and cast it as level one, because I think they're all level one spells. Yeah. Or level one or level two. You've got Mage Armor Absorb Elements and Lesser Restoration. That's I think. right. It might yep. be a second Yeah, level. those are the ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder if they cast that spell at the level in question, whether they can still cast that thing, because otherwise yeah. it might end up a bit costly. If they're like, oh, I really want mage armor, but it takes me a third level spell to be able to cast yeah, a first is it level really worth it? defensive thing. Yeah. yeah. Still cool that they've worked out that they can do that, though, with Enkidu sympathy magic with Erida. Yeah, that was cool. I'm surprised it's not restricted to higher ranking family members. Yeah, I knew they were going to get finally. that in there somewhere. <laughs> Honestly, it did feel like that. Like he tries to help them and he just goes, oh, sorry, you're not higher ranking family members, guys. Yep. No. Can't help you out this time. <laughs> no, it was it was useful as well because I'd spent so many episodes being like, when are they going to use them? When are they going to find out what it does? Or I just thought they were genuinely just thought they were going to sell them. Like I just thought they'd be sold on as like a commodity and just kind of gain a bit of cash. Yeah, had his way, actually, maybe. Yeah, yeah exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So I'm impressed that they actually like ah oh, we can use these now. Like you said, obviously. Maybe in like dire circumstances, mm. though, because it costs so much magical kind of energy. But yeah. they're there. Yeah. If they need them. Yeah. Or if they need to give it to someone else who knows how to use I was it. Say, they're good bartering. If they almost sink someone's boat again, then they're good <laughs> items to barter with. <laughs> 
Sorry, Halling. There you go. Here's a fire battery. Look, I've got a magic wand. Yeah. This will fix your boat, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> it's a boat-fixing wand, I promise. <laughs> there are a couple more interesting messages to talk about as well. We had the message yeah, from Juna to Ginger, which was mm-hmm. quite sweet. Mm. Um, I'm going to look forward to meeting Ginger at some point. She sounds like she's going to be a real character. Golem sound fun. Do you- do you not get a bit of a... I don't know why. I get a bit of a creepy vibe from Ginger. Ooh, really? I don't, I don't know if this is because I know what David's like as a DM, that <laughs> anything that seems too good to be true is often like tinged a little bit with darkness. And you <laughs> Do know, whether, not trust. I don't know. I just... Yeah. What if I Ginger mean, is some kind of Palpatine character? I'm, I'm not like, <laughs> maybe like like my Lord Crumpet, I'm a bit too sceptical about these things, but yeah. she, yeah. seems, <laughs> she seems almost too wholesome. And like, Juna's got all these tattoos and like, she puts the wording from Ginger on there. How yeah. brainwashed is Juna? Like, <laughs> what's happening mm. between her and Ginger? Is Ginger a That was a little bit odd, her immediately tattooing <laughs> what she said. But then again, you're talking to someone who'd like, if they wanted a tattoo, they'd be like, I'm going to spend years trying to figure out what I want. Mm. but um yeah i think ginger is just like unhinged i think that ginger's a bit nutty but it's kind of like that i want to i want i'm gonna reference avatar it's like king boomy in avatar where he's nuts (laughs) and he the the methods he uses are ridiculous because he's like you know essentially puts his best mate through like a trial but (laughs) is actually a good guy just a bit nuts and i think i think that's ginger i think ginger is gonna do things that are questionable, mm-hmm. but inevitably they are, you know, they are on the side of Juna. It's like all oh, for the greater good kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know. Uh-huh. That's that's my opinion. If if Juna's King Boomy, who is Ginger to to her then? So no, Ginger's King Boomy. Oh, okay, right. So Ginger's King Boomy, <laughs> and then Juna is Ang. So oh my god, I really hope the, the I really hope she has like rock spells. That would be amazing if it's like, ah, you know, that'd be amazing. Rock and nature. But yeah, that... David, make it canon. David, <laughs> David, if you're listening, make it canon. Please. <laughs> oh my god, she's an earthbender. <laughs> is that a thing in this world? That could be a thing. Oh. We heard a little bit from Enkidu about yes, people Scarpus, he knows as well. Scarpus, who again, Mm. another elderly, kind woman by the sound of it, which is quite interesting. Yeah, Mm -hmm. probably also evil. And telling the story of, (laughs) yeah, probably. (laughs) No, please, no. Everybody's evil. Everybody's evil. Everybody's in my mind. I'm I'm too down the Erida timeline and crowd. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone's got to be evil somehow. Yeah. What are they hiding? Everybody's out to get something. What is she doing with these stories? There was one interesting sentence which I've written down just because I I don't fully understand it yet, mm-hmm. which was when Enkidu was talking about how Scarpus used to take in the orphan children. He said about his friend Light, and he said, before Light could communicate verbally, whenever they had a bad day it would go missing, I usually found them back at Scarpus's place. I find it quite interesting that Light was a mm. perhaps non-verbal... Like choosing to be a mute, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. It just makes me want to know a lot more about them as a character yeah. and their their background and things. Was it with Scarpus that most of them met then? Because we, we know how they met um, Hina, I think it is, the, mm. the tiefling. Yeah. yeah. And we obviously know how they met Alcibiades. Sure. But yeah, do we know like how far back? Obviously Gilgamesh in, so. introduced... Enkidu and gave him his name no, as well. No, and I, I might nice be killer. completely wrong, but whenever light has come out from an inside check, David's always been like, yeah, they, they don't say anything, but they just smile at you. And it's been yeah. quite interesting. There's been no verbal communication between them, which 
yeah, it makes me want to know more about why that is. But they are the, the healing type, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway. Very interesting. Do you reckon we're going to meet Scarpus further down the line? There's a potential. The name's out there now. I'm hoping that David keeps all these threads open. Mm. Yeah. We've got loads of things to explore, though. We've got, like, all the stuff back from when they're in the Codex, all of those yeah. kind of names that yeah. came up. We've got, like, obviously things from Enkidu's past, Gwen's family as well. Yeah. Like, we have so There's many potential now. paths. Yeah. The thing is, they've got the tea tournament now as well to kind of move them rapidly on from place to place. Yeah. So they, they've mm-hmm. always got, like, an agenda of, okay, we want to move on to the next place as quickly as possible, but it's close enough to all these different places around Dravain that they can kind Still of drop just, in. just have a day's adventure. Yeah. Go back to Rostall and find out what the hell's going on there. Oh, no. No, no, no. Oh, no. I would avoid, avoid, yeah, avoid, 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 avoid. Leave that behind. Thank you. That was a messy, messy time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, we, we now know the name of, I, I don't think we heard this before, but the, the name of Gaius's mum. Oh, uh, yeah, we Arya. did. We, get, Arya, we got yeah. a bit of, yes. um, bit of Hamlet at the end of the, uh, the episode bit, yeah. there. Yeah, that was lovely, wasn't it? Really glad he went with that quote. It was gorgeous. Guy is being truthful. <gasps> oh, my gosh. You would hope he's being truthful if he's actually tattooed it on himself. Yeah. That's pretty permanent. No, no, could you imagine? He's got a tattoo oh, and he's like, God. yeah, I lied. You're like, that is on your body yeah, forever the now, ultimate sir. Double cross. <laughs> it's kind of the name as well as like, you know, Aya. Is that her name? Are you? Are you? Are you? Maybe. Yeah, uh, honestly, it would be the ultimate con artist move, though. <laughs> that would be Have great. a fake name yeah. tattooed onto your body. So it's like, how can you question me? It's on here. It's on my skin. Why would you question me? Like, that was He's so deep into the lie at this point. <laughs> yeah. Hey, wait, this shit is permanent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he thinks it's a temporary tattoo that you could just like rub off with a bit of soap. Yeah. And then he's like, wait, hold on. <laughs> shit, it's on my skin forever. <laughs> uh, I wish I'd chosen red. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but the tattoos continue into the um, the next episode, I believe. Yeah. We get one from Gwen. Mm-hmm. And Oren looks at his own tattoo in that episode as well, just like... Yes, and says, no, I'm all right, thanks. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because I forget that um, he's got a tattoo all off his arm. He kind of mentions it, and but never <laughs> never really blooms into anything. Like, we, yeah. we still know so little about Oren. Don't know much about it, no. <laughs> all of these guys gave backstories in the last one. We we heard about, like, Enkidu's past. We heard about Guy's past, truthfully. And yeah. we heard about, you know, a load from... Gwendolyn and even Juno in that aspect yeah. uh-huh. but we didn't mm-hmm. learn anything about Oren nope. no. other than he's an Africa lad he's an Africa lad <laughs> <laughs> given he's got his book of notes I want him to send a message to Ellie Wick oh, yeah. that should happen yeah he's the only one that hasn't had a message he's sent. the only one who hasn't had a message sent a message oh. home now apart from well Gaius oh. hasn't actually as well has he but Oren phone home I mean he can send his own messages he could send his own he messages he can use the notebook if he wants to he decided not to what an Africa lad what a lad <laughs> I walk alone. <laughs> Don't make me send five messages. Don't make me send them. <laughs> Shall we move on to episode 47? Yeah. Tea time. We love it. So, yes, they make their way to the Knotted Strings Tavern in Medravane, obviously getting that nice little, again, another little reminder of uh, Eridur and sort of the statue being put up outside. Yeah. We're like, great, good. <laughs> Just constant reminders that that is still a thing, as much as we're like, haha, funny, silly adventurers. So, like, yeah. yes, here's the, the big bad, I suppose. It's just always those in the imposing corner. ones. Yeah, it's Statue yeah. of Eridor, Statue of Crowl. Yeah, exactly. I was like, come on. Yeah, are they going to get this in every town? Or are they just going to fight a bad guy and then the next town just has an effigy of yeah. that <laughs> big bad? I mean, it could be the mirrored folk. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe. 
Who knows? There could be one of those in every single <laughs> They're one. They're just like, oh, the Erida Festival. Yes, yeah. welcome. And they're like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> you go around the back and there's like a little carving of do not trust. It's like, ah, okay, we're getting uh, somewhere. Got it. Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. But it was good because they kind of finally made it to the town and they sort of started to sign up. And it, from then on, it, it just got silly. Like it, everything was just kind of very trivial and light. Yeah. Like even the little things like them picking up their stamps when they were signing up. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. And the, the lying to the queue that their security guards go home. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that was incredible. It was a very Just, good lie. It was. It was a, it was a good start. It worked start. for about 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, any, any less competition is still less competition, isn't it? Yeah. But the thing is as well, it's the classic like Gaius thing of, of, starting a plan but not quite realising the consequences yeah. and so it was like just go inside for a drink and it's like wait but they'll meet the real they'll, they'll see uh, that it's it yeah, uh, they'll well, see the real one like there's no point doing that but they tried but it was nice to see them kind of pick out their stamps and kind of pick stuff that was very individual to them like I think Oren had the keys yep. yeah. Gwen had the the wolf as well yeah that was a cool it was choice. nice it was just like a little hint to their personality and Juna being able to change hers as well to the yeah, because the seven yeah, it was from an owl seven to the flower. flower was was there. Yeah, mm-hmm. fate. I mean, this is in the twenty tournament stamps. That that's quite. Yeah. Is that not quite significant? I don't know. Maybe you never know. Maybe it means that she was always meant to doom the tournament. This was their fate. The fate marked yeah. five, and there's five people that can enter the tournament. It's her destiny. Yeah, that's actually a very good point. I can't believe that. There's like big hints to everyone. Maybe this is how Enkidu becomes king. Yeah. <laughs> It's 500 gold piece prize and Enkidu becomes king. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> the direction. two Done. winning options yeah. of this game. Each spoon is a bit of the crown. <laughs> Could you imagine they fashion a crown out of spoons? Oh, oh I love that. They're so appropriate for this party. Yeah. Or a throne out of spoons. <laughs> they did stick with the name Abracalads as well. So that yeah, was great. I love like, they're using that. Deliberately mm. making it cheesier with yeah. the S being a lightning or whatever, yeah. lightning Z. <laughs> and then just Ben being like, no, stop. Lads. Yeah, orange. Or Orin's not a fan, but they went along with it because it's fun and I enjoyed it. But the first trial was actually one of the most interesting because it was it sounded so simple and yet it was very difficult. So it, just the idea of like these poles in the water, in the river, yeah. and then yeah. having to jump across. And you think Gwen would ace this immediately because, you know, with the acrobatics and sure. the slow falling, you'd think mm-hmm. that it would just be so so easy for her to do like I initially when I heard it I was like oh I'm not worried like she's pretty athletic and stuff but they supported her so much well I mean she felt confident enough to do like yeah two at a time yeah you know so she had that confidence as well Mm. it was only kind of when you realised okay they're sinking and they're jumping out of the water or wobbling Mm -hmm. and things yeah Um, like you know obviously there's going to be more of a challenge in there but on face value you were like yeah this is her thing Mm -hmm. so lucky that she did it first time as well though because we had Mm. two other members that just disqualified themselves didn't really think that through yeah like- I know a guy just jumping into the water as an otter was just a bit what like yeah but but I'm all for otter Gaius stays yes. oh otter Gaius was adorable I yeah. and a very niche it. reference to oh. otter Lila ah oh, sorry, sorry. Love it. I'm sorry. no I'm I love that well done I'm proud no that was a good pun <laughs> I'll take it nice. no it was it was just the fact that the niche as well so the niche reference to Benedict Cumberbatch as well yes for a second mm. I forgot that people say that Benedict Cumberbatch is an otter. And yeah. I thought it was a reference to this one <laughs> advert that Benedict Cumberbatch had been in where he dives into the water. 
And I was like, oh, is it a reference to this, like, perfume advert or something? And I was like, oh, no, wait, there's this whole, like, meme of him yeah, being lost. Yeah. So, so I actually good. Googled it. I was like, why am I researching <laughs> this part of the episode? Because I was like, ben- I literally typed in, it's on my search forever now, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch diving in the water. <laughs> so for the rest of the episode, did you imagine Guy looking like a tiny Benedict Cumberbatch then? <laughs> Because I, I, I must have missed it the first time. I must have missed the fact he turned into an otter. And then when they said otter, I was like, what? And then went back. <laughs> so I just thought he was just calling him Benedict Cumberbatch. Amazing. I was very confused. But it was very cute. And I, it was, like I said, the just general support from everyone. Whilst Enkidu and Guy, like yeah. Enkidu just trying to thunderstep and then immediately falling into the water. Yeah. I've come to help you, Splash. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? And then the boots from Orin. Yeah. And then Juna giving inspiration as well. And then like yeah, having yeah. the, you know, everyone fly out and kind of help her with the cutting of the rope to get the keys. And then Gwen finding out that she's got scissors in her thief tools kit the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Thieves tools, I know. There you go, fellow adventurers. Yeah. Now you Maybe know. she left them in her dress or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah They're yeah. not in her new lumberjack yeah. joppers or whatever exactly. she's wearing. What is she? Dungarees. She's put it in a different pocket and can't remember which one. Yeah, like, wait, which pocket is it? <laughs> it's not on my tool belt. No, it was just great, though, to kind of have that kind of just... It was a very simple challenge, mm. but it was still, like so much tension involved yeah it's a lot of fun yeah. you know, like she might fall off the poles could hit her and like even the end oh her hitting her ankle I physically mm. cringed you felt it didn't you I yeah phys- oh, it was oh, it was horrible like props to Grace yeah. for her acting because I genuinely felt like she'd snapped her ankle and I was just sat listening to it like ah oh. But she did it. She got the key and they got the first spoon. So, you know, Yay. it's like a little achievement. Do you know what I mean? After everything they've been through and what they've lost. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Small victories kind of thing. Yeah, it's nice to kind of gain something. And like you say, they did it as a party. Whether they were disqualified or not, they all tried to do things together despite yeah. it being just one person running over it. And definitely picked the right person as well. Oh, yeah, totally. When uh, Kai Hilda absolutely <laughs> aced that. But it does make me wonder, if Enkidu had been tempted to fly over, what kind of spells he would have been pelted with? Because yes. they said you can affect them with mm. magic. I kind of wonder what David had in store there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Guess we'll never know. Well, even if it was just like, because um, obviously Orin used dispel magic on the poles. Yeah, he did. What if they just dispelled yeah, magic on him? Yeah, they just dispel him? magic They on just him. pointed at him and went, magic be gone, and he just drops. <laughs> I mean, that would have been funny enough, do you know what I mean? But yeah. the thunder step was a great moment. Just the idea of him bursting out of a cloud of thunder and then just sploosh. <laughs> oh, God. Straight into the water. We've all seen that mental image. We've watched enough uh, Wipeout. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, it was the most human we've seen in Kido in a while as well, which mm, is nice. Yeah. It was like, ah, oh, there he is, there he is, there's the boy. Backtracking a little bit to the, the knotted strings, because there was a mm. little bit of mm-hmm. uh, like chats while they were looking at the pub about the cycle of strings, which is yeah. which is more you know uh, to do with the Shrouded Lady that's been dropped. Mm-hmm. Yes. It did kind of make me think that maybe the... Way back, uh, the phylactery back in Tillisham, there was yeah. there was a moment when, when Orin was walking through the day that wasn't. Mm. He was walking through tomorrow. And the shrouded lady reacted to him on the the statue of the shrouded lady. I remember there was there was something oh, the mournful about her. Yeah, ah, and it's this whole idea that in the, yeah. the the people that believe in the shrouded lady and follow her and the cycle of strings that they live these like alternate timelines. Yeah. Uh, it's very Doctor Strange, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, and all that. Yeah, um, <laughs> multiverse. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it kind of made me wonder whether, like, you know, if the shrouded lady, because she's aware of these timelines, she appears to people differently throughout them. And it just got me yeah, thinking. Yeah, that's really it was, interesting. It was a nice little kind of, uh, you know, touch back to the origins by by David and Ben. Um, yeah. 
But obviously only Orin would really know about that. I don't know if he would have come clean about those details. No. And that was a very traumatic event for him, so I don't yeah. think he'd want to like relive to dwell every on it too much and absolutely. be like yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that is a good recall to be fair. Mm. And it is that idea of a set path, and it, it did make me wonder, yeah. You know, just whether the, the phylactery table, if that you know, if the things that Crow was able to see in the future, because he he kept going on about like sometimes it's different, sometimes you do this, and it, oh, yeah. if, if you mm-hmm. react in this way, then that means this outcome. Mm-hmm. That maybe it is that maybe the phylactery was a way of tapping into this different the strings. other lives yeah. within the cycle, mm-hmm. and so maybe things that are destined to happen, flames, you know, floods and the, the mm-hmm. dead rising, all that stuff. You know, whether that is uh, one of the more likely futures, mm-hmm. but yeah. not not inevitable, is kind of my hope a little yep. bit. But we're probably going to see it. Getting deep. Getting deep. I love it. Yeah. Well, there's got to be a bit of depth, even when they're having yeah. fun. Uh, it's inevitable. <laughs> and it's not all just spoons and tea, I tell you that. <laughs> not here at Superfan, Chet. <laughs> <laughs> got to remind you. So I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. If you were taking part in this tournament and you got to pick your own stamp, Ooh. what kind of design would you go for? Uh, just to put you just to put you both on the spot. <laughs> you just got devious thoughts there. What what would yours be first while well, while well, we think of one? Oh, mine <laughs> would be not very paper? interesting. Like I mm. would either go it depends what they are, but I would either go mm. for something, you know, generically musicy probably, treble clef like or note. A musical note yeah. or something just yeah, cuz that's mm. what I do. Or if there was like more animally ones, I'd maybe go for like a trotting horse or something. Partly because I feel like that would be a nice thing, like Bessie-wise. It would be a nice Aww. kind of like yeah, homage like to Bessie. I'm surprised Gaius didn't choose a horse one. That would have been quite nice. Are we imagining that this is our like characters that we created or Ooh, if we were know. a character in this world or, or us? I hadn't got that far. I was just thinking if literally I, I was suppose it'd just be you, given it? a box and said, pick a stamp. Yeah, you as you, Sam. <laughs> If it were my most played character, it would have to be a, a golden dragon's wing. Uh, there's, cool. there's a lot, probably on fire, if wow. they've got that in there. Detail. Uh, if it was me, um, like a Pokeball, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> gotta catch yeah, a spoon. I think a Pokeball Amazing. badge would be quite fun. Yeah. Yeah, like gotta catch a spoon. Like, but instead of like, <laughs> so imagine the Pokeball and you've got like the line through it and then the, the, the circle that they click for the Pokeball to open. Mm-hmm. Instead of it extending all the way around, it's like there's there's the end of the spoon and then it goes around the ball and becomes the, the actual <gasps> oh, spoon Oh, that's really part clever. To, I like to connect that. It. I That'd think, be amazing. Yeah, let's see yeah. if they have one of those. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Very specific. So, yeah, I was going to say, because for me, I'd probably just pick something like a rat. I was going to say, I think if I, had rats, to, yeah, if I had to guess yours, yours would be a... Yeah. It'd be a rat, like a particularly fat one, just because mine have, mine have put on a bit a of weight post-Christmas, you know, so... <laughs> Would it be like a, a realistic rat. looking rat or a cartoony one with a really satisfied expression? Uh, mm, that's a good point. I don't even think they'd... I think they could have a cartoony one, but to be honest, even just a realistic one, like, I I know that pe- a lot of people think rats are pests, but I love them and they're very small and cute. So even a real Aww. one, I'd be like, yay, for me. <laughs> but that's that's like me talking, do you know what I mean? Well, oh, maybe yeah. like even like a knitting, yeah. like a knitting needle or like some wool or something. Yeah, that would make quite a nice little thing. stamp image, wouldn't it? Yeah. Our, our team name would be the Crumpets, obviously. Uh, so we oh, might have to have a separate exactly. like little, little tiny crumpet badge, <laughs> which would be great because some people are terrified of them, right? You know, there's a phobia for the yeah. little holes that you oh, get in crumpets. Hole. Yeah. Oh, yes, of course. I thought you just meant people were scared of crumpets. And nah, I was like, strike what? fear what? into the hearts of everyone what? else. All those crumpets. <laughs> the hold, the griddle cakes. Just someone like putting it in the toaster like, ah! like I, I genuinely thought that's what you meant. 
No, I like that. Like a skull and crossbones, except it's just like a crumpet and then like a knife and a fork or something behind it. Or two spoons. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> or two spoons. Crumpet oh my with gosh. Nine yes. spoons coming out of it. And at the end of this episode, we get the teaser for. As you walk inside the tavern, you see this goblin walking in. Yes, the goblin cliffhanger. And that's going to be your guest player, presumably, for the next episode. I'm very excited. Do we have any ideas on who it could be? It could be anyone, really. Because Jeremy Cobb was a surprise to me and a delightful surprise the first time that we heard Jeremy. We We know the name of the person because... Ben put it on the end of the No Small Questions that got released <gasps> this morning. Oh. I have not listened to it As yet. As we record so... this, it's Sunday the 9th of January. No, we've not listened. Do we, do we oh. want to know? Like, yeah, yeah, no, 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 put it in now. Do you know what it, it is? Now, put it in now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's been released. So God, It's uh, a player from Flintlocks and Fireballs. Uh, it's Robbie Bellicum. Who plays Scamp. Oh, my God. Scamp. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my god! This yes. will go out later, but this is brand, brand, brand new information to us. So oh we're super excited, god. and we're assuming they're going to be playing the the goblin, but they might not be. That might be a yeah, red herring. Yeah. Could you imagine it's a red herring and someone else walks in? <laughs> Do you think there's going to be a link though to somebody within the party? Are we going to find that out at the beginning of the next one? Like, how are they connected? Yeah, to all so many possibilities. We've not encountered. Uh, we've not encountered a goblin at all. I don't no. think. Like. Like goblin, kind of cobalt, kind of that level yep, of um, nice. sort of creature, I suppose. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. there's nothing like that. It's all the kind of like you know gnomes, halflings, half yep, elf. Yep, da, yep. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. Oh god! Oh my gosh, okay. it's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm yep. so ready for another guest player as well. <laughs> yes, I love uh, guest players. Ah, does that mean we might be able to get them in for the next like no small questions and stuff? Ooh, <gasps> I hope so. <laughs> Just be like, hiya. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so glad you picked that up, Pippa. That's fantastic. Yeah, well done. I haven't listened to that episode yet. So Yeah, oh. I know. Well, it dropped in for the Patreons. It dropped in last night on my inbox. So I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. I need to scroll to the end. I need to know exactly who it is. I love the idea that they're branching out to like you know other podcasters within this network, and hopefully we're going to hear our our guys turning up on theirs as well. Yeah, and I mean obviously we had a little bit of a brief taster of of Jeremy a couple of episodes ago, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it'd be nice Been to too get another long. person in too there. Long. Mm, give him another challenge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, that's that's all the episodes that we. Oh my god, I, I, we're stunned into silence I over know. the new guest. Now we're all just so like still processing it. So now everyone who listens to this is just going to hear us processing it. We can look forward to talking about it next time we meet for this. Yeah. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's more content for us. Uh, I'm here for it. Oh yes. Do we have favourite moments to sign off with? Ah. Ooh, good point. Ooh, good question. I'm going to pick mine first today. Go on. Mine is, just because it was so ridiculous, but I loved it so much and we haven't talked about it yet, was Chris's really stupid, ridiculous joke about the shield and the really, really long (laughs) setup. (laughs) about whoever smelt it dealt it it. oh my god that was my favorite that's my favorite that's what i'm going with yes there were so many to choose from i've got about 10 of them written down here but that's the one i'm gonna pick that's the best one that's that's arguably the best one it was just silly any setup for a pun i'm here for very funny Uh, yeah exactly I think mine would be the names of all the sausages and just hearing their joy, uh, all of those being called out. And then, you know, the subsequent challenge to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a favourite moment. It's kind of the episode in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just loved it. Sausage names. They were great. What do we eat? A bit of Peppa Pig. (laughs) I just was really impressed by, I know this is is like very like, maybe not favourite moment, but I was Mm. very impressed by Chris's um, otter impression. 
That was good. <laughs> that was a good otter noise. What about the otters? I was listening. Like I love a, I love an otter it video. Sure, like anyone. Oh. But it was very good. Just kind of curling around people's necks <laughs> yeah. and just squeaking at everyone. I was here for that. And Enkidu not knowing about it for so long. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just being like, what's this, what's this otter? And just holding it out. My new otter friend. Yeah. I have enough friends in my head. Thank you. Very different to our favourites from last time, though. You know, like Guy flipping the bird at an army of golems uh, and stuff like that. You know, they, we've all picked like quite nice, like happy yeah. moments. We need a bit of happy. I think that reflects these four episodes quite nicely, though, doesn't it? Mm. Mm. Return to the joy. We needed a bit of a light relief after everything that happened in the wing threat workshop. A return to silliness. Bit side quests, as I said. Yeah. yeah. Return to the side quest. Level up. Get that XP. You know. Exactly. Get ready for the big boss. Yeah. It's all good. We'll go tense again at the end of the third arc. <laughs> well, thanks everybody for listening. Whoever stuck mm. around this long, cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. It's been great. I know. I've enjoyed this. It's nice to to catch up and just fangirl about nice things for once. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know. We, we should do this more often. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not even record it. We'll just we'll just sit here and chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just catching up. Yeah, just meeting up on Zoom, you know. Yeah. By the time it gets to the next month, we'll have talked about all the all the interesting points. We'll be like, what, what happened again? Yeah. Well, make sure you subscribe to the Patreon because there's a couple of polls on there that I am yes. very excited to see how yeah. they turn out. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it because obviously, you know, you gotta you got to sign up, guys. Oh, there was one just before the weekend that I was like, yes. Yeah. I can't <laughs> yes, I've contributed wait. now. Have you, yeah. done, you contributed good? Oh, good. Yes. Yeah, I've yeah. done it. We were talking about this prior to recording. We were like, oh, make sure you vote on it. Like, you got to vote on it so yes yeah, subscribe to the Patreon I saw your comment as well come join I us hadn't, I hadn't actually voted for the for the rat one until I saw your comment I was like oh, yeah. right, no, I have to do that <laughs> yeah I did as well you've got to vote for the yeah rats that's all I'm saying guys rats no spoilers but rats it's <laughs> not going to influence the bowl at all but... get on the Patreon well shall we shall we sign off in the classic anon for now fashion we, we I, shall I think we should um, anon, anon for now, now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns.